Perfect. Well, welcome. Uh, my name is Trevor Miller from Cherry Hill Private Wealth. Today, I have with me Tanya Labonte from Verico Designer Mortgages. Really excited to have you on, especially after uh, the Bank of Canada decided to hold this race for the third time. You must be excited about hearing that as, as well. Maybe make your job a little bit easier going forward. Yeah, it's positive. It's positive. Yeah. Good. It could have come sooner, but <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> Well, it is funny. I was reading uh, an article yesterday and uh, they were saying that they're probably overshot this uh, interest rate rise by 25 to 50 basis points. So, um, yeah, it, it could have probably come sooner. We're seeing some some really interesting uh, economic news uh, on, on our side as well, just based on on the rates and GDP's down. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on. But today, I just, I'd just like to kind of hear a little bit more about what's going on in your world uh, what you're seeing, how this affects you and your clients and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, so what uh, are, are you thinking that they're going to start unwinding these interest rates quicker now than initially anticipated because of you know, how how much they overshot it? Or do you think they're still going to hold hold course uh, going forward? Yeah, Bank of Canada doesn't uh, is not giving any indication that they're going to drop it sooner. They still have that tone that if the numbers or if inflation numbers or unemployment numbers are not going in the right direction, they can still raise rates. Um, so they're still delivering that tone. But from what I see on my end, firsthand, um, you know, discussions with clients, reviewing applications, credit, credit bureaus. I mean, I think we're in a really bad position right now. And I believe they should be re re uh, lowering them much sooner. Uh, even if they lower them, or even if they did lower them this past meeting on Wednesday, when there was no indication that they were going to, I feel it's too late. A lot of damage has been done already. So no matter how soon they lower it now, these people who are tapped out on their credit cards, they're not going to go out spending. Yeah. You know, so um, I, I believe... There's been a lot of damage and the rates should be coming down sooner than they're leading us to believe. I predict maybe the first quarter of 2024, they should drop them. Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, you know, I want to kind of focus on something you just said there um, with the, the credit bureau scores and, 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 and all of that. Um, I put out a newsletter that went out this morning and I was talking a little bit about not necessarily the credit bureau side, um, but, but more on the overall um savings that that, that canadians had and, and um it went from 1.65 billion in in accessible savings throughout the pandemic start raising yeah. the interest rates the the number that that uh cibc put out uh, just this week was that the the savings amount collectively for canada is now down to zero so um, it sounds like a lot of what, what you're seeing as well. So it's just kind of going to, to what you're actually seeing. Um, what, what kind of credit bureau scores are, and is, is this coming from people that typically had better credit scores before and are now just maxed out and, and those scores are dropping? Or is this, is this a certain type of person or is this just like across the board? Yeah, I feel like it's, it's affected a lot of people. So as rates at the longer Bank of Canada, sorry, the longer Bank of Canada holds rates, it just squeezes people uh, more and more. So everybody, like a lot of people, had were able to generate savings, right? 
Um, yeah. The rate stayed high for long. The Bank of Canada raised it a couple more times during the summer. So what happens is these savings deplete. And once they're depleted, they turn to their credit cards, lines of credits, to keep them afloat. Right. And now what I'm seeing is they've now, a lot of people have now maxed out on those. So I see this firsthand sometimes before it even hits the media. Right. And now, just coincidentally enough, there was an article that came out. It was the Financial Post uh, on Wednesday that said Canadians are now missing mortgage payments as credit card debt hits $113 billion. So it's like now it's down to like a slippery slope. Um, the last inflation reading, uh, the inflation dropped from 3.8 to 3.1. Now, in my opinion, that's a very significant drop. Um, so I feel now we are on a slippery slope down. Be interesting to see what the next reading is going to be. Um, and that's why I believe that the Bank of Canada is going to drop them a lot sooner than they're uh, that they're letting the public know. I, I hope so. You know, based on um, you know the RBC and CIBC reports, they're saying uh, late spring, early summer. Um, you know, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. That it's just it, it, it's getting it's getting to a bad spot right now where. Um, the consumer reports that are that are coming out on uh, last quarter spending um, aren't good. I've got a, I've got a number of, of friends and, and clients that are in that kind of world um, where they're just seeing the spending that they typically had around this Christmas time has has taken a, a huge step back, which you know kind of alludes to your point. If you don't have money and you can't make your mortgage payments, you're probably not going out and buying the new pair of jeans or the new, uh, you know, whatever it is that, uh, that you would typically spend money on at this point in time. So, um, yeah, scary, scary time. Um, you definitely scary when people start missing, missing mortgage payments. Cause that's typically the last, uh, piece to fall there, um, right. over that period of time. So, um, kind of switching to, um, people that are looking at, at mortgages a little bit, you know, for a long time, um, you know, in, in most of my, Owning a home and having a mortgage life, um, variable rates have have been the winner. Um, not so much true over the last, call it 18 to 20, 20 months or so. Are we back to a point where that strategy makes makes sense? Is, is this something that, that you're seeing? Um, what are you seeing and, and advising your clients on when they're getting into mortgages right now? Okay. I like this topic. I'm pro-variable. I've always yeah. been variable. Um, and... Um, during the rate hikes and up until let's say even the summertime a lot of people started switching to short-term fixed rates one to two years because we knew that the rates are going to drop eventually we just didn't have that timeline right. every month as new data comes out you get a clearer picture i'm going to use my own example um, I was up for, my mortgage was up for renewal in November. For the first time, I held a two-year fixed rate because it made sense. So what I did is I held that rate for four months. And every month, the data comes out. I ended up switching to a variable rate right on renewal because at that point, we had indication that we had talked the rate hikes and it, right. it'll only go down from here. So a little recap, everybody, like a lot of people were switching, had that same mind frame. 
one to two years, one to two year rate, fixed rate. Um, and traditionally, a lot of people lock in for the five year rate. So Bank of Canada, I may have mentioned this in your in your uh, your last po podcast, actually not Bank of Canada, the big banks saw the trend that a lot of people were moving to the one and two year rates. So those one and two year rates hiked. They were actually like in the 7% range for the big banks. Yeah. Now the trend is because we're near or at the top of the rates, in my opinion, and it's only going to go down from here. I have meetings with lenders and they're telling me that they're seeing an increase about 30% of people jumping back on the variable train. Hmm. Uh, that being said, I've also noticed the banks, not all, some, and maybe some just, it's just a matter of time before they all hop on, started decreasing the spread on the variable rates as well as more people are jumping on this train. So, and this all happened within the last month. Oh, wow. So if, if the variable was prime minus point, let's say four or five, now it's down to prime minus point two or three. So they're decreasing that spread as well. Mm -hmm. And they're making yeah. up some margins for themselves. So they're, they're seeing the writing on the wall there as well, that this is probably a better place to be and that rates will be moving in that direction if they're making those those moves, right? Right. And I believe that the banks are also taking advantage of that as well by decreasing the spread for the consumer. So the trend is that, the, that, uh, that people are now eyeing and looking at and locking in to the variable rate. Yeah. And anything that, that and that's just the way to go. That's a that's a, the, the move to make. I did it. Hmm. I yeah. did it. <laughs> and, that, that, and that speaks volumes, right? And that that yeah. uh, that makes a, a lot of sense. That if that's something that you're going to be doing, uh, it's probably the best for for everybody as as well. Um, kind of looping back to some of these clients that uh, you're you're talking to that are having difficulties with either you know having that too much debt and um, you know poor. Um, credit scores what sort of things are you able to do with people in that situation obviously it's become a, a bigger piece of the pie over the last little while uh with just people that are just struggling to make ends meet um mortgages coming up for renewal things like that um what what kind of tools do you have in your tool belt to help these types of people so right now it's a very difficult time for people to refinance while the rates are high so they're getting actually like caught on both ends. Their credits, uh, the credit facilities are racked up. And when I come to uh, consolidate all these debts, because the interest rates are still high, once you stress test them and add the 2%, they're not qualifying like they, like they were when the rates were lower. Right. So now what I'm seeing is a lot of people getting squeezed out or pushed out of the A banks so the ace lending space into the b space which is a riskier um which is riskier for the clients right and the and the economy as well as well and you know the plan is to be you know temporary into the b space for let's say one or two years let's say even one year and then when the rates drop let's try let's try again on the a side because the rates will come down and your and the affordability goes up 
Uh, for those people who are ready on the B space, um, I'm seeing, um, or the ones who can't qualify A or B, I'm seeing privates, privates using uh, private lending that's used as like, um, like a temporary bandaid to consolidate right. all the debts, to make it affordable so that people can still stay afloat. And then once rates come down, try to refinance them back into the, uh, into the traditional lending space. Wonderful. So it's basically just like yeah. kicking the can so rates can come until rates come down. But people but, are but trying to But there are options, right? Is what you're saying? So there are there options. There are options. Oh, yeah. yes, there's options. Okay, good. Yeah, because I think a lot of people that get in that situation just see the debt mounted and mounted and, and they just have a really tough time probably even to pick up the phone and call you, right? You know, I think a lot of people when they get into a situation like that, they're more prone to bury their head in the sand and you know, just not actually know that there are, are options out there and it might not be perfect, but you know, there are some temporary things while they can get back into uh, a better spot and better rates and, and, and all yeah. that. Um, it is better for people to know that there are options so that they don't bury their he head in the sand. And by the time they reach out, it's not too late. Right. It's better to get ahead of head of the curve than it is later on, because if you're missing payments, it, it will affect your credit score and then again it will affect you know your lending the lending institution and where you get finance so it's like a domino effect the sooner that they can reach out uh and get some you know advice and options the better wonderful wonderful um gonna kind of wrap this up a little bit here um it's i, I love what you've been saying uh, a lot a lot of insights obviously a lot of expertise there um anything that you want to leave people with any, any little last, uh, last ideas or, or thoughts? Um, let's see. Let's see. We covered a uh, lot of ground. I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. I know one big, uh, topic. I mean, there's just so many topics to mm. cover, but I know, um, in our pre-discussion, you wanted to discuss like, you know, is, is now a good time to maybe buy a house? Right. Um, what, what do I see uh, people jumping in? Um, and just some interesting stats. Um, I work primarily like uh, not primarily. I mean, I do a lot of, uh, mortgages for, for a lot of people, but, but I specialize in doing mortgages for business for self. So people who own their own, uh, business who can't, uh, typically get, uh, traditional financing with the A banks, let's say. Okay. Um, and right now I see there's been a big pause, uh, in the purchasing, uh, of, of housing. A lot of people are on the sidelines waiting for interest rates to drop. Now, right. interest rates and house prices work opposite. So interest rates go up, house prices typically drop, and vice versa. But the trend that I've noticed in the last one to two months was, was I received a lot of purchases. So a lot of people jumping into the markets to purchase a home now that when, when rates are high are the business for self individuals, because those are the ones who are typically, typically risk takers. Right. So they're, they're seeing the opportunity. So yes, you know, the interest rates are a little bit high, but they'll come down in the next, you know, let's say in the next year. So, you know, a, you know, a short, a short, uh, you know, um, a plan would be for one year to, yeah, lock into a higher rate or go into a variable and then maybe, refinance into a lower rate later or switch to a lower rate. So I see these individuals taking it, um, you know, see the opportunity and taking advantage of that opportunity now. Um, whereas 
a lot of other people are just waiting for rates to drop. And when the rates drop, there's going to be a frenzy of people jumping into the market. And now you're into bidding wars again. And I see a little bit of that coming back right now uh, because, you know, the media or everybody uh, suggests that we are at the top end. So, you know, there's those people that want to see the actual rates come down before they start uh, jumping into the market. So I, I, I believe there's a lot of uh, pent up demand, let's say, and people are waiting. Uh, and as soon as the rates drop, they will, you know, jump in. But I think the opportunity is actually now is a great opportunity. Yeah, I mean, there was somebody that was, I think, uh, pretty smart at one point in time uh, with the last name Rothschild, who said, when everyone is selling, it's it's, it's time to buy. So, um, you know, he ended up building quite, quite an empire. So, you know, it de definitely makes sense that, um, you know, th these pains are very short term. Um, you know, e even even though that these rate hikes have felt like they've been going on forever, I feel like I've been talking about it for in my, my entire career at this point, but it, it, it's really only been the last, uh, uh, you know, 18 to 20 months, right, since March of, of last year. So, um, you know, that is a temporary thing. We've had low interest rates for a long time. We're going to go back to lower interest rates, uh, whatever that means going forward. So I think you're right. It, you know, this this is probably the time to um, take a little bit of short-term pain to, to buy some places at a, at a bit of a deal, um, you know, take, take on that uh, little bit of added risk, you know, Calculated added risk, but you know probably a little bit of added risk uh, right now when you know the long term uh, is going to be is going to be pretty pretty good. So uh, some great words of wisdom there, Tanya. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And I definitely appreciate you taking the time this morning. I know you've got a busy Friday here, um, so I'll let you get back to that. Really appreciate it, and uh, look forward to our chats again uh, before too long. Okay. Happy Friday. Enjoy your Happy weekend. Friday. You too. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye.